Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first initial podcast of The Photog Show, or for of a few years now, and uh, I've been wanting to make a podcast solely around photography for a while. Uh, I have another podcast with a very good friend of mine called Hipster and Homeboy, but that's something different where we talk about politics and life and fun things, but I wanted to specifically make a podcast around photography as I am a photographer and I am a huge fan of photography. So here's this podcast. I'm winging a lot of it, but I feel really confident that we're going to have a lot of fun and talk about a lot of really great things. So today, we're actually going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about the new iPhones that have come out and their incredible triple lens camera system, of which I've been using for the past couple days, but do have a trip I'm going on in the next couple of days to Paris, Switzerland, and Barcelona that I'm really going to be testing out these cameras. So that, we're also going to talk about the lovely fall season that's coming up, as well as Halloween and some creative ideas we can do for photography and also just some awesome things for fall photography. And then we're just going to wrap up with some thoughts on the EOS R Canon mirrorless camera, which is the camera I use professionally and absolutely love. And then we might just talk on some things about Lightroom edits and stuff like that. But for right now, let's just dive into the iPhone 11 Pro Max and iPhone 11 Pro cameras. We'll also talk a little bit about the iPhone 11, but I personally have the Pro Max, so I know more about those systems as well as the systems that were used on the 11 Pro Max. There's three cameras or the stovetop design, which I've heard. If you look at the back of the phone, it looks like a stovetop. It's actually kind of funny, but it's nice to see that Apple is getting up on their camera game and joining others like LG and Samsung with triple camera lenses. Also, I just really want to shout out and really say really quickly that I do work for Apple and my opinions and my reviews have nothing to reflect of actual Apple. This is just my personal stuff. So please take it with a grain of salt. Past that, the triple cameras we have are one wide, one telephoto, and one new ultra wide, which has a 120 degree field of view. So the ultra wide is also an f2.4, the wide is an f1.8, and now the telephoto is an f2.0, which makes it faster, which is better for low light. And speaking of low light, there's also this beautiful new night mode. I've actually tested the night mode myself, and I will say it is pretty damn impressive. I've used it in a couple of situations where it was pretty dark in the restaurant I was in, or with the friends I was with, or the bar I was at, or even just standing out on the street corner, and this night mode system has impressed pretty much. As far as the three cameras, I will say the new ultra-wide is awesome and it gives you some awesome different sorts of fields of view and lets you get creative, but maybe it's me, maybe it's the way I'm taking the photos, or maybe it's just it's because it's a new lens and we're adjusting and we're learning and it's the first iteration of this lens, but I feel that some of the photos that are taken with the ultra-wide lens are a little soft as composed to the regular wide lens, which always look really sharp, really tacked, really good, even the telephoto lens. I mean, the telephoto and the wide-angle lens do have iOS, I'm sorry, OIS on it, optical image stabilization, so that might be a factor. But I'm generally taking these photos in a well-lit situation, and they still seem a little soft. Maybe it's because of the large field of view. 
Maybe it's because it's missing focus, or maybe it's just me really pixel peeping and being a little too much about it. Regardless, still a great camera. Still can get very creative with it. I mean, you can get a lot, a lot in this ultra-wide camera. Uh, I haven't really taken many photos with it that I would want to show off. The only one I've done recently is when I was riding a Revel through Brooklyn. And once I parked it, I took a photo of the Revel and the place I parked it in front of. And it looked good. You do get a little bit of warping, almost kind of like fisheye looking sort of lens. But besides that, I think it looks good. Another great thing about the camera system now that they have changed is the fact that you can do portrait modes in the traditional telephoto lens or now you can do it in the wide lens which is a huge huge improvement because you can get more of your subject in the portrait mode photo and not have to step back a few because the telephoto was zooming in that was something i could never stand was the fact that this telephoto was zooming right into the person i had to take a couple steps back kind of ruining the moment, kind of ruining my shot. And now you have the ability to shoot it between the one and the two lens uh, for these photos. And I've been watching a lot of reviews online from a lot of YouTubers that I follow, a lot of blogs that I follow, and they all love the camera. I do too. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of it. As someone who uses a professional full-frame mirrorless camera, I can say that my camera still is my preferred go-to for photos I really want to take and really want to use for art and create and make it look good. These iPhone cameras are great for like, I'm going to Paris, Switzerland, and Barcelona next week, and this is going to be great for those Instagram stories, or maybe uh, I don't have my camera with me, but I want to get a photo of something. It's going to be perfect for that. Also, the ultra-wide angle lens is comparable to a 13mm lens, of which I don't have. I do have a 10 to 22 and a 24 to 105. The 10 to 22 is not an L-series glass lens, so eh, I still probably will use it. Also, I do have to use the adapter because it is an EF-mounted lens, where I have an RF-mounted camera because Canon likes to change things up when they change their cameras. So this 13 millimeter wide angle iPhone lens will be great for capturing things like the Louvre and uh, the Eiffel Tower and just the streets of Paris and the Lake Geneva and the Alps and all that for those Instagram worthy stories or Instagram worthy photos when I don't have my camera on me. And that's the reason and that's the thing I love the most about these phones is that these phones have these incredible cameras that you have with you at all times and can utilize and shoot with. And sometimes bringing my DSLR with my bag of lenses can be annoying when I'm on a trip and trying to focus on my trip and focus on what I'm doing. And to have a phone that has three great lenses on it, even though they're small sensors, is still better than having nothing at all. And let's talk a little bit about my trip that's going to be coming up. Like I said, I'm going to be in Paris for five days, Switzerland for four, and then Barcelona for just one day for a very long eight-hour layover that we're going to utilize our time to go and explore the city of Barcelona. Uh, I am very excited about this trip. I look very forward to taking great photos, um, and I've already started to sign up and purchase tickets for amazing things in Paris. 
I mean, I'm from New York City. I grew up in this area, and I've seen tourists come here, and I always say, oh, they're doing all the touristy things. They're going to Times Square. They're going to the top of the Empire State Building. Well, I could tell you I understand it because now that I'm going to Paris, I'm going to be doing my own touristy things, which definitely going to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. I know it's super touristy, but I mean, I have to. I've never been there, and it's a beautiful, iconic piece of architecture that I want to get up as high as I can and take photos of the city of Paris and of the Eiffel Tower. So I look forward to doing that. Then we're going to go to the Louvre, obviously, and see all the beautiful artwork that is there. I'm actually very excited to see the Mona Lisa, which I do know that the Mona Lisa is much smaller than uh, they put you on to believe. Kind of like when I was in Iceland and took photos of the Northern Lights, in reality, in person, those northern lights are very, very faint. That's why a lot of the photos you see, even the photos I've taken of the northern lights, is used with a long exposure photo. So if you want to get, that's a little tip I'll give you too. So if you ever go to Iceland and you or wherever you can see the northern lights and you want to get those iconic photo-worthy sort of northern light photos, you're going to want to do a long exposure edit. Basically, you're just going to want to have it open for at least five to 10 seconds on a tripod, obviously. And from there, you will get those beautiful swirls of light and green and blue and purple bursts of light. But if you just take a quick snap with your photo, I'm sorry, with your camera or your phone camera, it's not going to look that great. You'll get it, but it's going to look very faint. Um, so I definitely highly suggest tripod, long exposure for those Northern Lights photos. But anyway, I'm also we're also going to be doing this really uh, awesome tour that I'm excited about. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's basically you're exploring the catacombs of France, basically where there's a bunch of Parisians buried. It's just bones and skulls, and we're going in the fall season. We're going in the spooky season. So to see all that and to be a part of that is really is really hitting my Halloween bone, and I'm, I'm super excited about that. And it's going to be a great test of the new iPhone's low light capacities because we're going to be in the catacombs can be very dark they do have it lit but they try to keep it dimly lit to give it that creepy macabre sort of feel so utilizing the iphone's night sight nighttime mode is really going to be tested in this catacombs trip because it's going to be very dark in there and i'm going to want to get these photos and i'm going to want to have these awesome instagram worthy photos for it instagram story stuff so we're going to see how it comes out i actually am very confident that the night photos are going to come out really good to even the point where when i go I'll probably only bring my 50 millimeter 1.2 L series RF lens with me on my Canon mirrorless camera because I'm not going to bring my 35 millimeter. I'm not going to bring my 70 to 200, obviously. I'm not going to bring my 24 to 105, 10 to 22, or actually, I think those that's all the lenses I have. I'm thinking about getting that 85 lens, 85 millimeter lens as well, but those are my lenses I have right now. But anyway. I'm definitely going to bring my 50mm lens down there, but I'm definitely going to utilize the most my iPhone to the point where I'm like, do I even bring my cameras with me to Paris and to Switzerland and everything? And I know if I don't, I'm going to be kicking myself if I didn't. Because even though the iPhone could take great photos, 
you're never going to compare to something like a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. I'm sorry. I'm a huge advocate and fan of iPhone and iPhone photography. I use that camera all the time, but you're not going to be able to compare as you would to something like a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. I mean, you just don't get the quality you get from those types of cameras in a small iPhone sensor like that. They'll be good, but they're not going to be as good as they would be if it was with like a DSLR. So I will definitely be bringing both and my drone. Hopefully, maybe I'll be able to get some drone photos in Paris of up high. I don't know. I'm going to try. We'll see what happens. I really don't feel like getting arrested in a foreign country. But that's what I'm excited about for my trip is testing this new iPhone and bringing my camera lens with me and really just seeing how good it's going to be. Uh, it's, it's, it's a trip I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I'm excited that I have the tools and the resources to do it right now. So moving on from that and moving on from the iPhone's awesome new cameras and everything like that, we are now approaching two of my favorite seasons, the fall season and my favorite Halloween season. So what does that mean? Well, as a photographer, that means two things, beautiful fall foliage and fun, spooky costumes. So what does that mean for me? Well, when I get back from Paris and from my trip overseas, I plan on setting up a trip to go upstate to Warwick to do some apple picking and some pumpkin picking and possibly maybe even making it up to Vermont to get some of those beautiful fall foliages. Uh, I'm super excited about going back to Warwick and doing some apple and pumpkin fe- uh, apple and pumpkin picking, excuse me. Uh, and also just getting some really beautiful photos of like the countryside of New York and upstate New York and the different foliages. I lived upstate New York for a little while, so I do know that it can be absolutely beautiful up there and that the foliage and the colors are just mind-blowing. Not what like you would see if you went to something like Canada or even maybe to Vermont, but something definitely wonderful and great. Definitely going to bring my drone, definitely going to pick some apples and some pumpkins and stuff like that. But when I take those photos, I'm obviously taking them in RAW. And what that means is I'm going to have to process them and bring them back in to Lightroom and change them. Do I use presets? I do. There are presets I have bought from one of my favorite photographers, Peter McKinnon. He has them up on sale. Uh, and there's a couple that are just built specifically perfectly for fall. They bring out those reds and those oranges and those yellows, and they just make them look good and, 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 and make them look vibrant and make them look really fall. So I want to plan my October to be very fall-centric, but then also very Halloween-centric. Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year. And uh, I'm planning on hopefully doing some sort of Halloween-themed shoot, whether that's just taking photos of people in costumes or doing something a little darker. I got to start looking into what I want to do. But it also makes me think of, like, how do we take the best sort of photos of people in costume? Well, first we ask, can we take photos of them? So every year I used to go to Salem, which a lot of you would know, the Salem Witch Trials. So around Halloween time, it becomes sort of like a Halloween town. And there's a lot of people up there dressed in period costumes, dressed in like monster costumes. And the first thing you always want to do, just out of respect for these actors and for these people that are working this and doing what they love to do, is you want to ask them, can I take a photo of you? You know, I'm all about street and urban photography and just snapping pics and just getting that kind of like almost spy street photography kind of style but when we're talking and when we're doing something with people that are doing this to have photos taken you still want to ask if you can take their photo 
And depending on what kind of person it is, if they're a professional, if you're at a Comic-Con, or if you're in a sort of situation like where they're street performers, definitely tip them. That's why I always like to carry with me about 5 to $20 in cash, because if you take a photo of someone who's performing, give them a buck. Give them a buck or two, you know? You really want to respect their art and you want to respect their personalities and what they're doing. And you want to be paid for your photography. So why wouldn't they be paid for the performance that they're doing? But that's definitely something you want to look into and you want to definitely do. But also for Halloween, I mean, there's just a lot of things we can take photos of. There is pumpkins, there are costumes, there are pumpkin spice lattes and all of that stuff. But uh, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite years to come. And uh, I will be shooting all of this on my Canon EOS R. So let's 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 take a minute to unpack you know, the Canon EOS R and my experiences I've had with it since I got it back in about May. Um, I've done a bunch of shoots. I've shot weddings. I've shot portraits. I've shot all kinds of photos on that camera, and every single time it impresses me. There are some times where I don't get the shot I'm looking for or it does miss focus. I do know that Canon is putting an update out in the next few weeks to a month that will help with the auto eye focus and make it much, much better because I will admit there have been times I've struggled and my friends with Sony's will say, well, you know, at least we got it right. Maybe Canon will catch up. Well, they are. And they're coming out with an update that's going to help that. And that's going to make my portraits and my photography much better. How I update, I don't know. I'll let you know how that update goes. But I think I just plug the camera into the computer and download the profile from the Canon website and just update it that way. Um, But again, I'm very excited about that coming out. But also, if you haven't used the Canon EOS R yet, I highly recommend going to something like borrowlenses.com or adorama.com or B&H and renting it for a day, for a weekend, for a couple of days and just shoot with it. It's a 31 megapixel sensor, full frame sensor, and it's super light and super portable. It doesn't look like a professional like Canon 5D Mark IV solder body that looks more of like a professional camera. It's more of a larger, almost like G7X kind of camera, but with detachable lens. But you put a battery grip on it, you put a lens, you put a flash on, you better well know that that camera looks pretty professional. And also the images that it puts out have always impressed me. Never seen that much problem with it, never much noise unless the ISO is up high. It just puts out quality images. And the glass that they're making for the RF mount is just some of the best glass I've ever seen Canon put out. The 50 mil, the 35, the 24 to 105, the 85 millimeter, the 70, the 20 to 70 millimeter. Great glass, sharp, tacked, fast, beautiful, quality built. So I highly suggest looking into some of those Canon lenses. They're really good and they're really great. That's really much of what I have to talk about for today. Uh, Like I said, again, this is my very, very, very first episode of the Photog Show or Photog Show or Photog Podcast. I'm still working on the name, but I wanted to start this and get this out. And I'm going to try to put out new episodes every Friday for you guys to listen to. Next week, I will obviously be in Paris, but I do have the Anchor app on my phone, so maybe I'll do a quick half an hour, 20-minute podcast while we have some time to kill in Paris. Maybe I'll do it sitting on the corner, drinking some coffee at a cafe in Paris. That sounds like a dream to me. 
But if I do miss next week, I will be back two weeks from now with a new episode with more to talk about. I'm going to be having guests on this podcast, other photographers, other creators, videographers, people who are just into photography, whether they use DSLRs, point and shoots, iPhones, Polaroids. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to talk to people that love to do photography and love photography in general. So if you're a photographer, if you love taking photos, if you have a little bit of professionalism behind you and it's not just a hobby, let me know. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ryan J. Leone. Uh, you can find me online and all my stuff at www.blk and whtmedia.com, black and white media. Um, you can also email me at ryanleone8 at gmail.com just to talk. I mean, just let me know what you want to hear. And if you want to be on, share your photos and everything. Pretty soon, I'll probably be incorporating video. And from there, I'll also probably incorporate, you know, reviewing other people's photos, talking about their technique, talking about what they did, and then also connecting them with about it. So please, again, listen five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of that. Uh, tag along with me. It should be fun. And just, you know, get out there and keep shooting. And I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks.